Amanda Addict. Um, I'm super grateful to be in a meeting tonight um, of Heroin Anonymous. Thank you so much, Rod, for asking me to speak. Um, I do live in LA, so this is a little bit of a drive, but um, I never try to turn down uh, a request from Heroin Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, whatever fellowship I'm at. Um, so my sobriety date is 4-7-2019. Um, I have two different sponsors. One is based out of Long Beach. Uh, I work my steps classic AA with her. And then I have another sponsor out of Santa Monica. And I do my steps through Refuge Recovery, which is a Buddhist uh, based form of meditation and emotional sobriety and all that stuff. So, um, you know, my life growing up, you know, I grew up in LA. Um, for the most part, I had a really great childhood, pretty normal. Um, and that, but you know, it was like always that little like piece somewhere in your soul that just like, doesn't seem like, you know, just something is missing. And, um, you know, I can remember my mom took me to Sunday school when I was probably like six or seven. And I just had like this visceral reaction where I, you know, I started freaking out and she never really took me back. And that's sort of like where my relationship with a higher power or like any type of religion or God ended. Um, in 1999, I did my first rehab. Um, it was my freshman year in high school, and I was taken in the middle of the night um, by two guys, handcuffed, put in a, you guys, you guys know the deal, right? Um, and I did a couple months of my fresh, my first semester, of my freshman year in a rehab. And you know, I kind of like vaguely remember the 12 steps on the wall, and I was medicated. I remember, and we could like smoke cigarettes back then every once in a while. And um, you know, but it. I think that at that point, like I realized that like I might have a problem, but um, you know, there wasn't like, there was some powerlessness, but there wasn't like to me that much unmanageability in my life, you know? Um, I think that deep down, I, I definitely knew. So from that point on, you know, I really didn't try to like control my using or drinking um, because when I control it, I can't enjoy it. And when I enjoy it, I can't control it. So I just decided to basically do whatever I wanted to do and, um, and I don't really want to get into a whole lot of my using and drinking history, but I like to shoot narcotics and commit crimes. Um, the more that, you know, I started sh shooting dope and doing drugs, the more that my criminal activity progressed. Um, basically, all through my 20s, I um, was constantly in and out of either rehabs, jails, hospitals, prison. It was just this complete, you know, revolving door. I was homeless for a while, for a couple of years on like a four block radius of LA and Venice um, because all the dope spots were there. And I just, you know, I went to Vegas one time and we ran out of dope and it got fucking weird and um, had to drive back. So uh, I, I stayed in like my, my area. Um, I came into the program in 2016 where I was pretty much, you know, just beaten up and done at that point. I had tried you know, every drug under the sun, alcohol for a little bit that, you know, I kind of was like able to stay out of prison or jail at that point, but, um, and like have a roof over my head, but you know, that spiritual malady, like just that, that emptiness was still there. And, um, so when I came in in 2016, you know, I kind of like, like I went to meetings and I worked my steps and I got a sponsor, but like that rigorous honesty shit, you know, where like, I have to like practice that in all of my affairs. You know, I kind of like picked and choose um, where I wanted to be rigorously honest. Um, 
this time in sobriety, I did a nightly 10th step um, for about the first 60 days of my sobriety and realized that I kind of had like a minor kleptomania problem for a little bit. So, um, you know, I once I zoned in on that, it was like, okay, I gotta kind of like be honest about everything. Um, so in 2016, you know, I was sober, but I was definitely like not really embracing the entire program. So I wasn't really getting the benefits of it. And uh, in 2000, and I went out, um, I came, I was out for like about six months and I came back and um, I was working at a as a cocktail waitress in a, in a bar, like a high-end bar bottle service. And um, before that, I was actually a paralegal for a little bit. I wanted to get into criminal law because I'm obviously more familiar with criminal law than I am civil, but um, I ended up in civil. And uh, so at this job, like I, um, I finally got sober there and, you know, I, at about four or five months sober, um, now mind you, like the money was good there. This was the best money that I'd made in my life as far as like actually being sober and not like doing other illegal shit um, to make money. And I was fired, um, partly because of like some of my behavior when I was still drinking and using and partly because, um, you know, I'm crazy when I'm, when I'm sober and I don't have any recovery or any tools. Um, and, you know, I thought that this shit was like the end of the world for me. Um, I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I'm a personal trainer now and I, and I got into fitness about 10 years ago and I kind of just like tiptoed around it because I had applied at a bunch of different jobs, gyms in the area, and I could never get hired. I mean, a fucking gym, like what? Like, it's not like I'm getting hired by like the government or something. Like I couldn't even get hired in a gym, you know? And um, so I just kind of like put that on the back burner. A couple months before I got fired, I had, I had already started to try and like, with some of the laws that had changed, like I'd already started to try to like clean up some of my record. I was familiar with some of the filings of like pleadings and motions and stuff like that, that, you know, um, that was needed to get some of my stuff expunged. And um, I remember a guy in the program, like he was an old retired um, public defender out of the courthouse that the last two cases, they were like my higher felonies or whatever that I was like having a really hard time getting expunged and uh he you know did me a solid and um you know he knew a bunch of the people the judges there so he helped me file some stuff and um, I was able to get uh 14 cases expunged finally everything so you know I and at, at this time like I'm fired I don't know what I'm doing um I don't know where I'm gonna go with my life um I decided to start working on my certification and you know, eventually I was able to get certified. I passed my certification. I was working in a gym, but you know, when I look back on that experience, um, how much more time do I have? Okay. Okay. So when I look back on that time in my life, um, it's kind of crazy. Cause it's like, I would have stayed at that job forever. Like I was so uncomfortable, you know, I, um, I had a home group in the morning time at 9.30 and it was like, I was living this double life, you know, like I would go into, I would go into a meeting and get like super spiritual and, you know, be around my people. And then by night I was like going to this bar and like watching, you know, girls in mini skirts snort Coke off the backsides of like the toilet and just shenanigans, right? Like craziness. And it was just really unsettling. And I probably would have stayed there forever, you know? And, um, now looking back, it's like, now I'm in the fitness industry and like, 
it just lets me know that like I fucking don't have any idea what's good for me you know like the things that I think that are good for me are exactly the opposite you know um I, like it was the best possible thing for me to get fired um because now I get to apps like I get to work in an industry that I love and uh you know that totally sets my soul on fire and you know during this whole quarantine and everything like the gym that I was working at was actually went out of business and again it was like okay you know what's gonna happen now and just slowly over the last year like I, I always wanted to start my own business um and it just kind of like turned into that you know I'm like creating a website today like it it's just a trip to me that like <laughs> when I just take the next indicated step and I'm rigorously honest in all of my affairs like stuff just works out and you know I've talked to other people people with five, two years, I mean, seven months, like, it doesn't matter. It's like, sometimes God puts us in the situation where like, we're in, we're in this like hallway of hell, I like to call it where it's like, we don't really have, was that too? We don't really have like, you know, a knowledge of what's about to happen in a situation where we feel like we're completely screwed, you know? So it's like those types of instances, like I still get put in those situations where I have no idea what's about to happen, you know? But I think back to like, wow, when I just did the next indicated step and like held on and put one foot in front of the other, you know, I'm not in the results business. Like I'm in the action business. God takes care of the rest for me. And shit just seems to work out, you know? like. I'm coming up on two years and uh, the last year has been really just about like what's meant for me, you know, like, because what's meant for me can't be taken away from me, you know, what's meant for me will be easy, it will flow, you know, like that relationship that isn't working out that job that you didn't get, that's not meant for you, move on, you know, what's meant for you will always be easy. So I think that that's all that I have. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed and um, thanks for letting me speak.